What's up? It's your girl Mimi, and we're here on episode 10 of the Exactly Podcast. I'm here chilling with my girl Ro. Hey, y'all. Um, and we're missing our cool ass key. We missing her, we missing her, we missing her. Week two, she ain't been here, but week three will not be. So we're looking for her to come back. Hopefully, she has safe travels traveling back from Houston on tomorrow. But what's up, Ro? How was your week? You always got a story. What you mean? Single life. Somebody <laughs> said somebody it, peed okay. in the single pool. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> See, yeah, someone did pee in the single pool. But when you said pee, this told me it thought made a story pop in my head, but I can't tell you. But I'll tell you, but I can't tell you. Oh, goodness. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, my life is interesting. <laughs> you know, people just love to tell me things. So the grapevine be experiencing a whole lot of worldly issues <laughs> i don't know where to begin right. at the beginning why you don't smash the homies and why you should be more particular about who you plant your seed in and oh my and- god <laughs> i can only imagine where this is going but let's go i got my seat but i don't clink clink let's go uh ready for the ride okay um okay so i'll be trying to put my homeboys up on game and try to get them to tighten their game up a little bit better but they don't they don't they don't so one friend said okay you know they're gonna start messing with another friend and then the other friend got other friends that this friend doesn't know about and then you want both friends in the same room and then come to find out those two friends know each other Oh the two women God. know each other. Like, they cool. Cool, cool. Way back cool. <laughs> but you've been having one come out the front door and one leave out the back door. But not telling one of them that one is leaving out the front door and the other leaving out the back door. Now that you caught up in your game, everybody acting funny. Like, I'm, the whole vibe just changed. Like, everybody, you could tell the energy was, what's about to happen next? What's about to happen next? Listen, guys, if you could see my face, I am totally confused. All I know is that she just keeps saying friend, friend, friend. And I'm just listening for my name. Just listening for my name. Okay, so let's create a baseline. Let's say Greg. My friend Greg was messing with my friend Kamika. Kamika and Greg's been messing around. But Greg also has Whitney. So Whitney and Kamika are friends. But Greg didn't know that these was used to be friends. So Greg invites Whitney over because Kamika bringing crabs and gonna chill. was like, ain't no beef or nothing. Not realizing that Kamika and Whitney really know each other, know each other. So then Whitney gets there and Whitney's witnessing Kamika be all PDA and affectionate. And Whitney's like, well, damn, Nick, I'm effing you. I ain't affectionate with you like all this other mess. And then these people start arguing like couples do but we did but y'all not no couple so kamika and greg is sitting here arguing about not standing outside smoking because they got a crazy ex-girlfriend and they don't want the crazy ex-girlfriend to drive by and we both sitting there like all everybody's like who cares about this crazy ex-girlfriend but you got kamika leaving through the front door whitney coming through the back door whitney leaving at the back door kamika coming through the front door not every time kamika and whitney move out of your eyesight you getting nervous oh you getting mad at everybody around you because you don't know what you're talking snapping. about right so we all just witnessing all of this come to a head so then it comes down to the one major thing that men mess up is you are having unprotected sex with two different people with two different people so then you should know, like, that's going to be the next thing amongst women that they're going to talk about is the fact that you will smash both of them without any kind of protection. Right. You think the issue is that you will smash both of them. To be honest, they don't care. They're women. They don't care. They act just like men sometimes. Especially when they are okay with, the, with knowing that they're both screwing you. So they they honestly don't care. The thing is, being, at this point, is my health. Being safe. 
creating safe situations. And that's the problem nowadays in the community is everybody want to be out here screwing anything and everybody and every type, but y'all don't want to be safe. Nobody wants to be an adult about the situation. There's an adult way to go about it. Y'all y'all can't say we wasn't taught these things because we were taught these things. You just didn't want to pay attention. So there's a way to adult home. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is a way there to is. adult home. Be a hoe safely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Protect I mean, yourself. It is. If that's what your lifestyle is and you choose to go that route, right. it's nothing wrong. Yourself. It's nothing wrong with you being a hoe. Just be a whole tabulist. And how you be whole tabulous is you do it with protection. Be a classy hoe. Oh, okay. Don't be a messy hoe. Right. Or infected hoe. Exactly. <laughs> infected hoe. Right here giving people's worms, claps, crabs. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, you right here, here giving everybody dogs. all kind of alphabets, not just STDs, STDs, HIVs, BDs. Women, <laughs> women know, like women know, and I don't understand how men, just because y'all don't know, women know. You should, you, it should click in your head, and in the type of caliber of women that you mess with, they pay attention to the type of things. Women know. You know, I, in some instance, women are hoes and so are men. Like, men get it twisted at, and then they get offended when females are not emotional about them. They become offended. They think they have lacked somewhere sexually. You have not lacked anywhere sexually. We just don't care. You don't care. So right. why do you think that we should be attacked, emotionally attached every time we lay with a dude? At some point, especially if she's been around the world, I, 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 she don't care. Y'all, that, and that's my thing is, why does it have to be this double standard and then y'all get mad when the same game that y'all run on these women get ran on you and then you out here talking some respect You the feel game, some type of way game. when a female say, you know what, don't worry about calling me, I'll call you. I'll call you when I'm ready. You know, it's, you know, it's that I was watching a, um, a TV show and, uh, the guy met the woman on the side of the road and she was an older woman um, and to his liking or whatever. Anyway, she invited him back to her house. She was well off. She invited him back to her house. They slept together. Well, he wanted to see her again. She told him, she said, no, I left you some money on the counter and you know, I'll call you when I'm ready to see you again. He felt some type of way. He thought he had done something wrong. But at that, that particular time, she was just trying to get off and you got her off. She don't need you for nothing else. Like, and that was just a TV show. But in real life, men feel some type of way when you don't become a t a emotionally attached to the D. They don't want you emotionally attached to them. They want you to be emotionally attached to the D. Right. And so I don't have one night stands where I was real cold out. Okay, let me get up. All right. One I'm night only. And then you get, oh, so you just go get up and treat me like a dirty little hoe? I'm going to just, oh, I, I mean, I didn't see it like that because that was just the routine. You know, okay, I'm good. You good? Right. <laughs> right. But it was my first experience where a guy was actually offended. Like, oh, you going to do me like that? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I don't well, know what I, you, <laughs> you... What do you want? You want to cuddle? I, I don't know. <laughs> you want to cuddle? <laughs> you you want to watch some TV? What you want to do? Like, I don't, I don't see... I, I've never done... It wasn't a one-night stand, but I've talked to a guy... And for me, it was just, it, it wasn't even about sex or anything of that nature. It was just like, he was just somebody cool for me to hang out with. And I'll call you when I want to see you. Like I went, I went thirsty for him. And because he was accustomed to people being thirsty for him, he felt some type of way. Like he real deal stopped talking to me because I wasn't calling with a dog. You don't even call like that or whatever. I mean, what you want me to do, bro? Like, I don't, I I'm okay. I'm, I'm out here living my, at that time I was clubbing hard. I was running the street. The, the cousin that my cousin just left here, like running the street heavy with her. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't on that time of trying to be in a a relationship. I was single a long single, time before single. I got a steady boyfriend. I broke up with my boyfriend in, um, 
October of 2002. It was 2005 before I got another boyfriend. So, you know, it was, I was, I was having fun. You know, I, at that particular time, I was talking to a guy who got married on me, not once, but twice. But, shoot. Not two times. Yeah, twice. So like you left my the house. first person? You left my house, went and got married, <laughs> and came back. What? Wait, 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 wait. So, but like, I didn't know until after, I didn't know that this had happened. Until well after he had to marry, he had to marry her and divorce. Then you were you got married again to some other lady. No, they hadn't got married yet. You started talking to some other lady and were dating her and was engaged to her. And this lady called me on my job. Called me on my job. No, I called him. She picked up the phone. But when she picked up the phone, I was like, "Hello, my speak to so and so." And she was like. Well, who was this? I told her who I was. I mean, it wasn't no, wasn't no beef. I told her who I was. So she felt some type of way. She was like, well, of course she felt some type of way because this was her man. Right. And you know, he, then when you got caught in your foolishness, side note, men, when you get caught in your foolishness, stop selling out, dog. Don't sell out. Take that junk like a man. Stop selling. When I say sold out, sold out when you get caught in your foolishness don't sell out don't that's, do that right that's what i'm saying at least own up to okay i was wrong at least they'll give us more amp too to give you a second chance for all that a beating around the bush i don't know why i was wrong and man no 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 no. when i say selling out like i ain't never been with you i don't what? even know how you got my phone number. if this was a what? new phone number obviously ma'am he gave me the phone number. I didn't pull it out to the clear blue sky. I sure enough didn't skip searcher to say, hey, let me call Mr. I told baby, I said, I saw him at the club. We chit-chatted at the club. He gave me the new phone number off the phone that you just bought him. You think I just got his number off osmosis, ma'am? No, honey. I'm going to need you to check that. I said, you know what? I don't even have time to go backwards and forth with you, honey. I really don't. Because you sound stupid. He is mine just as much right as he is yours. I hate to break it to you. Right. So, in other words, he don't belong to either one of us. He belonged to the community. I will never forget being somewhere with my ex-husband. And this woman walking up to me telling me that we was just loving on the same man. That's good. I guess. Back but, then. But, but I mean, then, that's offensive. Yeah, but I understand the concept. You know the story. It's your people's. <laughs> yeah, he don't talk about. Oh, sounds <laughs> sorry, but no. Oh well, when I say swept up under the rug and don't let dust fall out, yeah. Well, oh well, it was nonstop. Whatever. But yeah, I had a woman walking to me. It was like we just loving on the same man. Uh, for a moment, I thought she wanted to yank me out the car. I'm glad she didn't. Lord have mercy back then. 19, 20 year old me might not have been too. <laughs> but the concept didn't hit me till later. But my, my, when it comes down to that and men get caught in their foolishness, I don't think it's the fact that they got caught. No, I don't think it's the fact. Yeah, I don't think it's the fact that they got caught. I think it's the fact that who they got caught by. If a man loves his wife and he is not faithful to his wife, he could care less about the side chick finding out about the wife. But it's a problem when the wife find out about the side chick. So if the side chick find out about, about the wife, oh, well, I just move on. I find somebody else. But if the wife finds out about the side chick, oh, I, I done messed up. It's not, when, the, when the side chick finds out about the wife, it's not, oh, I done messed up. Because he don't care. You're there just to be a side. You are not an entree. That's all you are. You are not the entree. You are not the main course. 
You are a side dish. And because you are a side dish, he doesn't care. You are replaceable. It's hard to replace a piece of steak. Once you have cooked, if I want my steak medium well and you've cooked it well done, you got to cook me a whole nother steak. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not easy to replace that part. So it doesn't mean that much when this. So that's when I say it depends on who finds out which means more. Which means what means more. So men can get caught by the side piece, but it doesn't mean anything because that side piece is replaceable. But that wife, yeah, that's the whole of that, that one that he loves. Yeah, it's the problem. It's it's a major, major problem. Because especially if he's with someone that he is, that he knows she is loyal to him. And no matter what he does or what he will do, he knows that he can count on her to be loyal. But once that loyalty is lost to the one that he thought was loyal to him, yeah, he don't want to fool her either. Because she's crossed that boundary. But he could care less if side chick crossed that boundary. He don't care. Because she is replaceable. We also just act as side chicks until we get <laughs> everybody's just it's just too much. But you can't form, you can't get real love without emotion. So everybody can't act. I get what you're saying, but everybody can't you can act like a side chick until you're ready to be the one. But see, the problem is we act all wifey to everybody. And by the time it's time for us to become a wife, we are exhausted because everybody has mishandled our wifely duty. So when we do have that person in our life who has wifed us, we have half clocking him because we done gave all that to the wrong people. Been there. I done been exhausted exhausted oh because at the end of that i was exhausted i didn't want to be a wife anymore i had decided i did not want to be anyone's wife ever again and i feel different now i will get married again now but at that point i didn't want to be anybody's wife i didn't want to have to be i don't want that type of demand on me anymore and have to worry about whether it's going to be reciprocated or appreciated right you know not not to be what can you repeat what you just said i no 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 i i understood but i want her to repeat it so she can elucidate when i say demand when i say demand i mean when you become a man's wife there are things that you have to do. You have to be able to manage finances, manage bills, manage house, manage kids, cook, clean. On top of that, I have to have sex with you. On top of that, I have to deal with whatever attitude you wake up to with and want to direct towards me or whatnot. I have to be this whole support system to this whole other person. I have to be a working gear. And if I'm the hardest working gear out of this whole entire system, that is tiring. So she's looking for it to be reciprocated, but she don't have to worry about it being reciprocated. Right. But see, this is, this is the thing. And I promise you, as I always say, I believe in God. I believe in the word. Whatever you believe in is okay. And you could take whatever I say and you could take it in total love or you can be very, you can feel how you feel. But I will say this, and this is just my belief and this is just my opinion. So that doesn't make it right or wrong. I feel like we as women, and I'm speaking to women, we run into these wrong people because we're operating out of our design. We are not meant to be hunters. We are not designed to be hunters. We are not designed to go look for anything. That's not why we are designed. That's not what we were designed to do. 
We were designed to nurture. We were designed to care. We were designed, that's what we were designed to do. And a lot of us, what we are doing, I speak for all of us when I say this, so I'm not just talking at you, I'm talking to myself too. What we do is we go looking for men to nurture. We go looking for men to care for. We go looking for men to build up to what we think they should be. And every time we fail, instead of operating in our design, which is allowing him to find us. I tell people all the time, when God created me, excuse me, when God created my husband, he created me because my husband's ribs had to be completed. So he had to take that from me to complete him. So I tell people all the time, I say that all the time, like you have to be, you have to operate in your design. And once you operate in your design and once you start operating in your design, things will fall into, fall into place. Same thing for men. You have to operate in your design. Your design is to look. Your design is to hunt. Your design is to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, persistent. That's your design. That's what you're supposed to do. It says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and find favor with the Lord. I'm a great thing to be found. And once women start to hold themselves in that caliber, like you can't get favor from God until you find me. You can't get great from God until you find me. I think women have, I think women have different or diverse ideas of what it means to be a wife. Right. Or what it is that you have to do as a wife or what comes along with being a wife. It's a lot of things as a wife. You can't come into a situation being like, oh, I don't like this. So this is going to go away. It doesn't work like that. It's a lot of things you kind of have to bite the bullet on. You, you can't marry a person as they are knowing, okay, well, right now, we working at public supermarket, one vehicle, one bank account that one person can't be on. Yeah, you you can't and think that, oh, everything is just going to be all happy, Danny, go lucky them first couple of years. No, it's not. It's going to be grind, hard work, a lot of things that got to be established. It's hard. It is a partnership. It is like being a CEO or COO of a company and you got to make sure it runs. Right. Um. I agree with you that women have uh, men and women. Women have a um, they are confused on their role, and men are confused on their on their role as well when it comes to husband and wife. You are not supposed to be domineering, but you are to have ruleship. There is a difference. There is the difference between being a tyrant and being a ruler. But the thing is about it all, when it comes down to this, is that you have to have a full and complete understanding of what a marriage is. Have your wedding. I don't care nothing about anybody to have a wedding. But my thing was not to have a wedding. My thing was to have a marriage. I am interested in a marriage. The marriage is the ultimate goal. That is what we're trying to accomplish here. And going into that marriage, you have to know your role. You have to know the role that you play within your marriage. And if you don't know the role that you're supposed to play in your marriage, then I don't want to say it's not going to work, but I will say this. You got to work 10 times harder to make it work. When you ain't got to do that. It doesn't matter what you just got, it doesn't matter that you got one car, one person working. This It doesn't matter if everybody understands their role. Right. And what the end game and is. And what the end goal is. This is what it is. This is how it should be. You know, it's, 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 it's a good thing. Yesterday, my husband and I had an argument and... Um, shout out to the Gunshine State Podcast Network. We've started a new podcast called um, Relationship Podcast um, entitled Two Perspectives. 
We started it on yesterday. We had a great time. Shout out to Earl and Tasha. Thank you for being our guest. But we actually had an argument right before that podcast. And by the time that podcast was over, it was like it never had happened because we had an opportunity to talk those things out. We had an opportunity to kind of sit down because every now and then you have to sit back down and you have to review the ruleship. You have to review, you have to review whose role is what role and what you're supposed to be doing and how this did, you know, you have to, every now and then you have to revisit, revisit that. And, you know, and it's, it's a thing of understanding where you are. You have to be able to understand where you are in any type of relationship, any type of relationship, parental relationship, um, parenting relationship. And when I say parental, I mean, um, father, mother, child, understanding that once you become an adult, you are not their baby anymore. You're not their child anymore. You become their son and their daughter. There's a difference. The big thing with Kurt Franklin. Oh, he cussed out his child. No, he cussed out his son who disrespected him as a man. He forgot his role. So he had to be reminded of his role. He had to be reminded that I am the king of this castle and that I rule this place. So he had to be reminded. And as I stated, every now and then you have to be reminded of your roles. It is. It is very, it is, it is very important that everyone understands their role in any type of relationship you have. Um, what are your thoughts on that with understanding your roles? I think it's different for everybody trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Some people are good with financing. Some people aren't. Some people are good with cleaning up and making sure they clean up behind each other. Some people aren't. Some people can cook and some people can't. I mean, it's about finding someone who's not codependent. That's really what it is. It's just finding someone who's not codependent on everything that you do. They don't need you. When you, 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 and I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know what? It's people that want people that need them. They're not, there are people out there who feel like they are nobody Unless they are needed. Like, real deal. If he, and I speak on personal, personal experience. I used to be that. But they, you know, they don't need me no more. So I guess they don't care for me anymore. They don't love, not to say that I was taking care of somebody, but not necessarily that they were dependent on me. But they need, one of the big things is my son. The older he got, the less he needed me. And it was like, that was hard for me. It was hard for me to let go because he's always needed me. And I've always been there for him. So, you know, and even my husband doesn't know this, but there was a time where my husband, he didn't depend on me, but I knew my husband needed me. So when he got to a point where he became when I became dependent on him and if he checked me about something, my thought process was, Oh, okay. Then, well, you the bread one, you got it or whatever. So that means I can't say this or I don't need to say this or I'm coming the wrong way. Or, um, I'm not, I, I remember saying to him a couple of years ago, I would never allow myself to become dependent on you ever again. I feel that. but forgetting I'm his wife. I'm supposed to be dependent on God and him. I'm supposed to be because besides God, he's my provider. He's my protector. He's my defender. That's who I'm supposed to be dependent upon. I'm supposed to be able to lean on him. Yeah. It's great that you could bring something to the table, but understanding my role, I what I bring to the table is when he come home, he shouldn't have to do anything. So after the, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So <laughs> we just left off talking about 
roles in relationship. So while we're talking about roles in relationships, not not a, not even necessarily roles, but let's just talk about relationships, period. Friendships. Like I when it comes to friendships, friendships and family. Like I have family that I'm closer to than excuse me, I have friends that I'm closer than family. And then when I see family, like on Facebook, and they're with their friends, (laughs) for me, I feel some type of way because you'll put a long post about their birthday, but you won't say, you'll just send me a text and say happy birthday to me. But for your best friend, you'll put a long post. And I, I feel some type of way about that. Why? We're supposed to love you and like you. We got to. We don't have a choice. But I, I do. I be feeling some type of way about that. Like, I be like, dang, we fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, coming the same, came out of the same household. So it's like, I be feeling some type of way. But I've learned something. I've learned that loyalty makes you family. Blood just makes you related. We are just related because we're blood. But that's all it is for me. Just a relation. Like, I look at as family as everybody know that we cool. Everybody know that we fam. It's not even, it's not even just like the Facebook thing. It's like just, just certain things, period. Like, you'll travel for one, but you won't travel for the other. Like I be, I be feeling some real type of way, but then so I had to realize that golly girl, you can't be feeling that type of way. Like just because people are labeled as brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, or anything of that nature does not mean that they're your family. Does not mean that they're supposed to be a part of your life like that. That don't mean that. You know, that's just, (laughs) that's just the bloodline you, you came from. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it's supposed to be. Do you have anybody you feel like that about in your family or your family just close? I can't say that my family is close. I kind of learned that you just have to let them do what it is that they do. Because you have people that just want to live their lives differently or they just set in their ways and you may want to be different and I've just chosen to deal with everybody as they need to be dealt with, I guess. I'm to, I'm to a point that I'm there. Like I'm to a point where I'm going to start depositing the same energy people give me. Right. I guess that's why I like, don't. I can't, I'm, I'm tired of always being the one to call you and see how you're doing and what you're doing. The phone runs both ways. Like, I'm over that. Like, I'm I'm tired of that. I'm tired of being the one. Like, I know where I feel like I should have rectified kinship or I should have, um, or I'm trying to make kinship better. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like, we all stay right here in Jacksonville and I may see you on a holiday or whatever. Like, I be, I be feeling some type of way, like real heavy. I'm closer to my husband's family than I am my own. And that's besides my mom and my dad, because I'm always with my mom and my dad. I'm always with my parents. But, like, my mom's side is very, very small. Since my natural dad's side, like, since my grandparents are deceased now, I'm not close to any of them anymore, whereas I was very, very close to them when they were living. Um, My natural dad is deceased, and so are his parents. But when they were alive, I was very, very close to that family. And now that's that's not anymore. And then now that my mom's parents are deceased, you know, it's like, and it wasn't a lot, it's not a lot of us. You know, it was my, my grandparents had two girls, my mom and my aunt. My mom only had two kids, my aunt only has one. I have the one, the two grandsons, that's it. And I just feel like because that's it, we should be close. Like I just, that's just my personal 
feeling, but that's not what it is. No. I <clears throat> I would think that I would be closer to my siblings, but it's not it's not like that. I, I'm closer to them now than I have been over the past couple of years. But that's taking everybody, taking the time to grow into themselves and giving people space to go through whatever it is that God is taking them through. And I think that's the hard part is loving a person from a distance and understand that sometimes they battles is just they battles. And you can't be there through every single thing because sometimes you get caught up in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, I'm there because I'm not close. I'm not very close to my siblings. Um, like I want to be, I'm the oldest girl on both sides. So it's like, I want to be there. Like my dad had twins and they just turned 31 Monday. And I want to be very close to them because their mom is deceased. My, our dad is deceased. So I want to be close to them, but it's like, like my little brother, I seen him the Saturday before Easter, and that was the first time I had seen him since May of last year. And we all stay right here in Jacksonville. Like to me, that's ridiculous to me. Like I, I, I don't like that. But hey, what can I do about it? You know what I'm saying? Um, I see my sister here and there, um, but I don't, I don't see her often. She's the only sister I got. My other brother lives in North Carolina. We're not that close at all. Um, You know, he has friends that he's closer to than me. And that bothers me because we grew up in the same house together. And, but I have to, like you say, you know, you just have to give time, give people time. It's like one of those situations, God forbid, if my parents pass away, I probably never see my brother or talk to my brother again after the death of my parents. Like, it's, it's that much distance that I feel. Um, but nobody understands that if I was to say that outside of a podcast, everybody feel like I'm being dramatic, but that's how I feel like that's, And I, I own that feeling because that's how I feel. I, I feel like that if mom, if, um, uh, now that my grandparents are deceased, I could count on one hand other than because, because my aunt does business with us. I see my aunt, you know, a few times a year, but her daughter, I may see, and that's the only cousin I have on that side. I can count on one hand how many times I seen her last year. She lives in Tampa, but I can count on one hand how many times I seen her last year. Well, I can't even say last year because my grandfather died last year. So I seen her a whole week, but before then I had, I seen her like two months before my granddaddy passed away. I seen her then. And then I seen her when he passed away. I haven't seen her since. I call myself trying to build a relationship with her because when she was a little girl, she was my heart. Like I, I always had her, but um, I'm 10 years older than her. But you know, when she like going to church together, she sat with me, you know, little things like that. So I hold dear to those memories and understanding that she's not that little girl anymore, that she's a grown woman. Now I get that. I understand that. But if she was to have a baby today or tomorrow, I probably, like my grandsons, I think she's maybe seen them four or five times. And, you know, it. it I just feel like we should be closer. closer than what we are because it's not many of us. And like I said, if my mom and my dad were to pass away, I probably, after we bury them, I probably would. Why don't y'all just get together and have like some type of sibling reunion? We actually, well, my my dad, my natural dad's kids did that. We did that the Saturday before Easter. It was the first time all of us had been together in a very, very, very long time. Yeah, but things like that are, are steps. So, you know, me and my older brother, we try to talk quite a bit. Like I haven't talked to him in like two weeks, but we try to we try to build. You know, we're trying to build that. But I was I've always been closer to him. Then I have any of my siblings other than my little brother and sister, <coughs> excuse me, whom I was very, very, very close to when their mom was living. It was like after their mom died, like the relationship kind of just dwindled. But there is a part of me that wished that me and my siblings were closer because we are closer. Like 
my brother has a two-year-old daughter that I just met for the first time. And when she was born, he lived in the apartments next to my townhome. But I only see, I seen her the first time Easter. I had never met her. You know, so I, I feel like, you know, I feel, I feel slighted. In some, in some way, shape or form. He has a son. I count on one hand how many times I've seen him. I feel slighted because that's not the way we grew up. That's not the way we were raised. We were raised to be close. We were raised to be close-knitted, and it's like, that's not what's going on. Um, family has died, and I know that usually what happened, but not amongst siblings. You know, it's, it's like, it's like if people have passed away, like we've just all moved about. And I understand everybody has their own life, but I also believe that it's people not here long enough for us to it's be that way. Huh? It's how many of y'all? Um, Sibling-wise, how many? My natural dad has four. And my mom and um, bonus dad, two. Me and my brother. And then my natural dad had me, twins, and an older son. Okay, so that's a lot of people to try to keep up with. No, it's not. It's not. Reason being, it's only me and my brother with my mom and my daddy. It's only me and him. It's me, him, my mom and my dad, and my aunt, her daughter, and my aunt's husband. Okay, but what about your other siblings? It's only them two. It's a, my brother is a, is lives on, um lives on the west side. My sister lives on the west side. My brother lives on the north side. So it's four of us. It's not that many. It's not like it's like eight or nine of us. It's it's only us four, and we're all close in age. That's crazy. We're all close in age. Like, six years is a gap, but it's not a huge, huge, huge gap. I think it just takes time and trying to build connections. Even if people don't reach back out, sometimes they'll, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? One day it's going to happen. Hey, how you doing? I'm just being honest. Like, calling and saying, oh, hey, what's up? Talking to you or whatever. But you don't, you don't, you don't reciprocate and I'm over it. You don't reciprocate. If I call, um, if I call and, you know, oh, just chit chat. It's always me that's calling. You don't call. So because it's always me that's calling, I'm over it. I'm burnt out. Because I feel like the love and the caring should be reciprocated. And as I stated, you know, God forbid. If they leave here, I probably would never talk to him again. I probably would see him here and there other than what I see on Facebook. I'm just being honest. I'm going to need you to cut it. Hey. It doesn't depend on what another person's actions is. It's all about what the intent of your actions is. I'm not going to beg anybody to love me. You I don't know, care who you are. Love them. I love you, but I don't have to. I don't have to be extra like I've been to show you that, hey, we need to kind of be better at this. Even with my cousin, I was always the one calling her. I'm not. I even told her, I say, you know, we need to be closer. We we really do, da-da-da-da. And it was, yeah, 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 that's because emotions was high. But like you said, once life takes a toll, it's like life takes a toll. I understand that. I get that. I really, really do. But I feel like if I can find time, you can find time too. I don't know. Like I'm closer to my mama's side than my daddy's side, but they don't treat me no different. It's just, Hey, Nisi, Hey, Nisi, they just as happy to see me or hit me up every once in a blue moon. But I can't say that it's frequent to make me, it's infrequent enough to make me be like, Oh, I'm not finna, you know, deal with you. Cause I, I get people how they own lives. I, I see you. Well, see you don't change the fact that we family and it doesn't change the fact that we are related it never will change the fact that we are related but i can't keep being the one that's trying to make it more than relation i can't be the one that's always trying to make it we family we family we family and that's not that's not the same it's not what i'm getting in return and it becomes exhausting at time and then it becomes hurt feelings at time it becomes a thing of that ain't like 
and I haven't been the best at at all. I haven't been the best at a lot of things, but if I'm trying to make amends and make it better and you refuse to accept the amends and us trying to make it better and us becoming closer, then, hey, I mean, I'm not going to keep wasting my time trying to do that. I see you at the next funeral. That's where I'm at. Because it's the only time I see you when somebody dies. And I don't plan on losing my mom and my dad anytime soon. And I don't plan on losing, and I I know you don't plan on losing your mom and dad. So, hey, we'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. My brother, he comes here. He visits or whatever. He comes like twice a year, two or three times a year. He'll come and visit or whatever. And I may see him. I may see I Where? may not see him. My cousin. Where does he live? In North Carolina. Your brother? Mm-hmm. How many times have you been there? I have been there one, two, three. I've been there three times. Okay. Um, He's been in North Carolina a very long time. And I just started traveling to North Carolina. We go like, I, I'm trying to make it my business where we go to North Carolina at least once a year. But at the same time, me making that trip once a year, I don't want to be just making that trip. And I ain't talked to you all year. Or I don't talk to you and you haven't reciprocated the same love. I'm not. No, I'm not driving eight hours. That's a long drive. I'm not doing it. Uh-uh. I've driven almost five hours just to pop up on someone. I mean, I was already heading in that direction. So it was just like, I don't why, be heading that way. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing that for nobody that's not going to reciprocate the love and the affection that I have for them. I'm going to do my job, and that's to love you. But no, I'm not going to take that extra mile. I'm not going to plan trips and all that. Trying, mm -mm. no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. You keep living your life, and I'm good with that. I I am. Um, the one cousin that I have, she getting married in January. I will politely go to her wedding because she came. For my reception. No problem. But she'll come here to Jacksonville and I won't even know she here. That's a problem for me. Like you don't you the only cousin did you I got. Express her, did you express this to her the same way you expressing it right now? No. Because don't nobody care. I care. And at this point I'm just venting because I have a a, a platform. I have, to yeah, vent. I have a platform <laughs> to vent on. But no, I mean if you hear this podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking about anyone. Just so everyone knows. Right. No, um, people, I, my family is small, so they know who every comment is directed to. Greg, Whitney, and Kamika do not exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I do. I love my, I love them. I love them all. I just wish that we were closer, as I stated. I'm closer to my husband's family than I am my own family. Is that a problem? No. It should be a bonus. Not all that I have. They'll call me. They call me all the time. Hey, we ready to go eat. Hey, cousin, we finna go do this. Hey, cousin, we finna go do that. I'm I'm not blood related to these people, but they my family because they loyal to me. They reciprocate my love. What what am I supposed to do? I love it when we get mad with each other. We get mad with each other. We talk that junk out and we keep it moving. My bad. I was stuck in the waiting to exhale when she set the car on fire and walked away. (laughs) Listen, somebody open their phone and pull their location and saw their vehicle. Key, you're going to have to cut it. Key, you don't have to cut it. Don't cut it. <laughs> yes, you is. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut it. Key, if I hear this, <laughs> listen. Nah, you Send gotta cut this. me your location. Because it wasn't like I found the location. I was on my way here. And I was like, oh shit. Look at there. Ain't that the universe? I ain't even have to do all of that. Now that we haven't understood, we're going to cut it all out. 
Oh, I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought that was y'all. What happened? Nothing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, so you've already expressed how you feel about that. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I was just venting a little bit. Don't get it twisted. I love my family and I will go to war about my siblings, but I don't know if they'll go to war about me. You don't know. You ain't had to go to war yet. I just said that I don't know if they would go to war about me. You have not had to go to war yet. At least I know my mine will go to war. You see, you know that. I don't. They, they'll go to war. I don't know that. Literally. Maybe my older brother. Maybe my older brother. But the rest of them, I don't know. They, 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 some, they some shooters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my older brother, but, you know, I don't know. But like I said, you know. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the family. And shout out to the ones I'm related to. I love you all. I don't have to shout all y'all out. Y'all know who y'all is at this point. Right. Ain't a lot of y'all. So y'all know who you are. My granddaddy came from 14 other siblings. See? Um. (laughs) And then my great-grandmama had 12 other siblings. But see, my husband comes from a big family. But they, and it's a lot of them, but they always together when we go eat. Now it's, it's, it's a few of us that hang tight. It's me, Mo, Nika, and Tanya. We hang tight. Now, mind you, Nika got three kids. Tanya got grandbabies. Monique got a baby. And then I got my grandboys. So, we need a table for 10. Like, that's how, Woo. that's how I we roll. That's days. how we, that's how we get down. I remember and, those days. And, you know, and we've been down like two flat tires since heavy, since like 13. So, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, you know, I, that closeness that I have with them, I want to have that same closeness with the ones I share the same bloodline with. If that makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. And I don't think it should be. I That's just what I think. But I understand that everybody has their path. I understand that you're placed in, in your place with people just to get you a certain place and not necessarily for you to be there. <laughs> Like the leaves on a tree. They grow, they fall off, they come back. Just like leaves on a tree. <coughs> it applies to family too, unfortunately. Right. Those should be rooted. Family? Those should be, those people should be rooted in your life forever. They They should be rooted. They should always be there. You should always know that your family is loyal. But now, you got outside people more loyal than your than your fam. Of then course. Who, then the people that's on your family tree. Because everyone has the same issues. Everyone has the same issues. I know, but it is what it is, and I just wish that the relationships were stronger that I, I wish that it was y'all need Ayala you can send her a long text message and let her know that y'all need her help who fix my life yes I don't want her <laughs> she's just not? as phony as the ones I'm related to wow. what you mean Lisa Nichols huh how can, I mean, I, I mean, how could you say that about Ayala she's phony nobody cause Leandra's still drinking because you, she, it's up to you to want to fix your life. Right, it's up to you. But if she you tried. Pay, That's all she got paid. She didn't change the title. She, she don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, okay then. Because she was screwing up. DMX going on to be the glory. You know what? Like, so you don't draw the people crazy. Like, no. Kamaya Mobley still doing what she doing. Who likes having you fixed? Why you ain't had an update show? Because everybody's still doing the same thing. Shout out to Fix My Life. <laughs> Fix it for the worst. 
Are you a fan of Fix My Life? Fix My Life? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, it'd be dramatic. It'd be dramatic. I'd just be on there to watch the drama. Some of that stuff be good, but I really just be there to watch the drama. I watch the people argue. Um, especially the episode about black men hate black women. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think now I'm on Anthony O'Neill. Oh, so you, you're podcast wait a minute, wait a minute. So you are you're binge watching? Binge watching? People? I mean, yeah, well, not Ayana Fix My Life. That's like done with. It got more. Oh. It got more. Anthony O'Neill is another podcaster. And he does like sit downs. He's the guy who did the six sit down and ask the police officers all those questions on YouTube in that video. He has a podcast where he does that. He sits down, he asks white people other uncomfortable questions about what they feel about white supremacy and how they feel like they can flex their power and how they feel about black inclusion in America. And then, yeah, he be acting on some dope stuff. Some dope, dope, dope stuff. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a break from what I'm being. <laughs> we're sorry about that. And we're back with the Exactly Podcast. Pop! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I really don't know what we left out talking about, but the new subject is, if y'all lay together, why you hell are you worried about what they doing? Crickets. Because I'm over here like a fueling time bomb, and now I really don't even want to talk no more. I wasn't talking about her, but <laughs> but yeah, I just want to know, like, if you and a person are not together anymore, what keeps you under wraps of worrying about what they're doing? What keeps you under that thumb? It's probably just force of habit. And then you have to remind yourself, it's not your man, sis. Right. I think for me, it, it would be triggers too. Like, me worried about what you're doing. And I ain't about triggers. It's about whatever I have invested into it. If I have invested something into a relationship with somebody and I feel like it's being mishandled, yeah, I have a problem. I'm worried about what you're doing, where you at. And it ain't got to be nothing necessarily materialistic. It could just be emotions that I haven't let go of yet. That I feel still tied to somebody. I know in past relationships, I have broken up with someone. And because I wasn't fully over the hurt that that person caused, I was still worried about what that person was doing. And hoping he was hurting somebody else, especially if he was if he started messing with someone soon after he stopped talking to me. Like I prayed upon her misery. Mm. That was the old me. That's not me now, and that's not me. That's not. I mean, that was over long before I even got married to my husband. That was that was young jit me. But when I started becoming a woman and started evolving as a woman, I got over that real quick. I I could care less what she was doing because I was doing whatever I wanted to do. I didn't care. I didn't care what she was doing. And then some, I had even gotten to a point where the guy was mad because I didn't care what he was doing. I don't care. You know, we was me and a particular person, we were supposed to go out of town. And he stood me up. And when I rode by the house, a chick was at his house or whatever. And he called with the excuses of why he didn't call or why he didn't. Oh, he came up with, it was emergency. I mean, now you offering lies. Cause I didn't even ask you why we ain't going nowhere, but you became, you became bothered when I didn't call you and say, well, what happened? Now you're trying to explain without me even asking you what happened or what was going on? I ain't care. When a woman has checked out, that's when you start worrying. 
I had him checked out. And me and him weren't even together. I just had nothing, but I was still emotionally attached to him. I still cared for him or whatever. But when all of that was gone, I didn't care anymore. I could care, and it was easy to let him go completely. It was easy. It was easy. Well, it's been real here at the Exactly Podcast. I have enjoyed this time with my girl Ro. We're missing our cool ass key. Safe travels. We love you. It's been real. Um, take it easy. Peace, Peace. out.